Welcome back, everyone. Hour number two. That's right. Hour number two at your service tonight. My name's Greg Damon, hanging out here in studio, and we've got some great programming coming up. We're going to go all the way till 11 o'clock tonight, and uh, we got some great folks coming in. We've got some great guests coming on. We're going to try to take some of your phone calls coming up this hour as well, 314-436-7900 or 1-800-925-1120. Folks, if you want to get a hold of me real easy, camoxautoguy at gmail.com, and uh, I'll answer all your questions as best as I possibly can, camoxautoguy at gmail.com if you don't get on. So i got a couple things that uh, I want to kind of backdoor on of this uh uh, having John Parker Jr. on, and we're talking about the COVID virus and things like that. A couple things that I want to, uh, I, I kind of want to talk about. Um, you know, now that uh, uh, Pfizer, the Pfizer shot has the FDA approval, are you getting it? And the reason I say that is I can't tell you how many people I said, oh, I'm not going to get the vaccine because the FDA hasn't certified it. Well, now we have one that's certified. Is that going to change your mind? Should that change the mind of a lot of folks out there? Hey, the FDA has certified it. Again, it's only one. It's not Moderna. It's not Johnson & Johnson. It's the Pfizer. I also want to ask you folks that are vaccinated, now they're talking about they may need a booster. Are you going to get the booster? Are you going to roll with what you got? I don't know if your vaccine card, if uh, you know if, if you got to put another stamp on it or what, what you have to do with that. So, also, I want to throw this out here because uh, this has kind of been bothering me. So, talking about Pfizer getting FDA approval, I'm going to throw this out there for all you non-believers. Will Pfizer be held liable now because it has FDA approval? So, I'm saying in 15 years, if something goes wrong and everybody that got vaccinated has an issue, is Pfizer going to be liable? Because, you know, before before any got FDA approved, there was no liability because it was emergency use. So think about that. Um, I also uh, uh, want to talk about, uh, you know, employers. There's, there's talk of a lot of employers mandating that uh, folks that work there have to get vaccinated. Would that, would that leave you? Would that make you quit a job? Would that make you go somewhere else? Another thing is, uh, I don't know if you guys read this week, but Jennifer Aniston, yeah, that's right. Celebrities always have the best uh, best views on the world, politics, vaccines, money. They, you know, they, they got the best, right? Anyway, Jennifer Aniston says she is cutting ties with unvaccinated friends. There's also some other celebrities that says they're doing that as well. What about you? Are you asking your friends, are you vaccinated? If if you're not, if you're vaccinated and they're not, are you are you are you saying, hey, you know, maybe we can't be friends anymore? Same the other way around. If you're unvaccinated and you're going, you know what, I think you folks are crazy. I just can't be, uh, I can't be with you anymore. I can't, I can't take it. Are you unfriending friends over this vaccine? Uh, also, you know, the Missouri uh, Attorney General has filed a class action lawsuit against schools enforcing mask mandates. That's right. The Missouri Attorney General has filed a class action lawsuit against school districts enforcing mask mandates. And I got to tell you, folks say, uh, oh, you know, the kids, they, they don't want the mask. They, they don't like it. They, you know, it's, it's really tough for them. I got to tell you, folks, kids don't care. Kids don't care. 
They'll put the mask on. They'll go to school. They have no issue with it. It doesn't matter if they're in kindergarten. It doesn't matter if they're a senior in high school. It doesn't matter. They're used to it. They don't mind it. I see kids all the time with mask on, no matter if they're in school, out of school. So they don't care. I mean, they just take it in stride. All the kids take it in stride that are school age. I have school age children. They take it inside. It doesn't, it's like, I don't care. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me one way or another. So that's the kind of things that, that I really kind of want you guys to think about, um, you know, over this, uh, over this vaccine, over this FDA approval, over this mask mandate. It's just all over the board. As I said earlier, man, I am so done talking about this. I am so done talking about it. It just engulfs every aspect of anything anymore. It's all you ever hear about, and I am so over it. I'm I, Again, you know, you can be far left. You can be far right. I, I don't care. If you're a friend of mine, you're still going to be my friend. I just, you know, but I'm just, I'm done with it. I want to get back to the way it was. I think everybody wants to get back to the way it was. And I'm just, I'm just tired of, just tired of the whole thing. Just tired of the whole thing. So that's just my opinion on it. That's right. Your Uncle Greg here. That's my opinion. Uh, think about that to yourselves. Again, if you guys want to email me, you can also do that, camoxautoguy at gmail.com. And I'll try to answer any uh, any emails we got out there. So coming up next, or this hour, I should say, Folks, it's gonna be it's gonna be a great interview. I gotta tell you, I am so looking forward to this. I've been looking forward to this for almost a week. We're gonna we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have Coach Coe on, and Coach Coe is a the defensive coordinator for Missouri Baptist University football, and he is gonna join us on a program. Coach Coe has forty years of coaching experience. He's coached at every level, folks. He's coached at NFL level. He's coached at Division One. He's coached at NAIA. He's coached high school. He's coached at every level. We're going to talk to him. We're going to get into his 40 years and how the game's changed and listen to some stories about some colorful characters and all sorts of stuff. I got to tell you, I'm so looking forward to this. It's going to be a lot of fun. And he's going to join us this hour here as soon as we come back from break. And then coming up a little bit later in the 10 o'clock hour, we're going to talk about the health of youth sports. That's right. Maybe uh, maybe I'm sticking on the sports a little long, but uh, you know I think it's it's very valid point out there about youth sports today. Uh, you know, it's it it, it a, a lot of things about youth sports are fantastic. There's a lot of other things that uh, maybe some of the parents need to take some classes on or something like that. And we're going to talk with that. So we're going to have some some guests. We're going to talk to. Uh, we're going to have Kevin Roberts. He is the head basketball coach from St. Dominic High, also the athletic director. Uh, also, Mark Lillibridge, he's the director of football at Lou Fuse. And then Frank McGinney, he is a seventh-grade junior cadet football coach, and they're going to join us, and we're going to talk all about that, and that's coming up in the uh, 10 o'clock hour. Folks, again, if you guys want to uh, talk to Coach Coe, hey, I'm going to tell you what, 436-7900, We'll take some phone calls a little bit later in the program with uh, with Coach Coe. It is going to be fun. Uh, he is a dynamic guy, dynamic speaker, and uh, I, I, as I said, I am looking forward to this. Uh, been looking forward to it to almost a week. So that's what's coming up this uh, this hour and next hour as well. Again, you want to join us, 314-436-7900, 1-800-925-1120. Be nice to Mike Anderson when he answers the phone out there. My friends, you're listening to At Your Service on KMOX. Beautiful Wednesday night. Little, little warm, but it's okay. We're having fun here on KMOX. <laughs> 
All the news and all that matters to you. The Voice of St. Louis, KMOX. Welcome back to KMOX on a beautiful Wednesday night right here in the heart of Mid-America. 919 is your time. That's right, Mike Anderson playing lead guitar on that. And uh, just doing some bumper music for us here today. Mike, thanks so much for that. Hey, folks, coming up this hour, well, actually joining us right now, I should say, Coach Charles Coe. He is the defensive coordinator and also assistant head coach at Missouri Baptist University. And he has been kind enough to hang out with us here at KMOX at 9 o'clock at night. Coach, thanks for uh, coming on tonight. Appreciate it, Mike. Uh, uh, my pleasure. Hey, no problem. Uh, so, Coach, uh, just want to uh, talk about you guys just got finished with practice. Obviously, with the heat out there, a little difficult uh, not being able to go earlier. You got to wait till the afternoon, or got to wait till the evening before you can go out. Yeah, it was a seven to nine o'clock practice tonight. We just got to fill about ten minutes ago. So, how's the team looking? You guys got your first game coming up this weekend. Well, it looks good on paper. We'll find out uh, this weekend at 6 o'clock Saturday evening up here uh, against uh, Lions University out of uh, Arkansas. Hopefully uh, what what we've done so far and what we've done in the spring and the winter, that it carries over and the guys go out and and lay lay it on the line and hopefully come out with a win. Yeah, you know, I tell you what, I'm a a big offensive line guy and I love to watch those O-line guys work hard. Well, they've been doing that, so and they've been, they've been sweating. So it, we look forward to the challenge, and it will be a challenge for us this weekend. That's for sure. <laughs> hey, Coach Co. So I want to talk a little bit about obviously forty over forty years uh, coaching experience in football, and, and and you've done it at every level. I mean, you've done it at every level, uh, all the way from the NFL, all the way down to uh, you know uh, uh, college and high school and everything else. Uh, man, what an amazing career that you've had. I've been blessed, you know. I, 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 I uh, you know, you always like to do a little better and hope for things look, last a little longer. But I've been blessed. I've been doing it for 48 years, actually since 1973, when I became assistant football coach at Central High School in the St. Louis Public School System. Uh, that's just, I, I mean, think about that. All the experience that you have and all the knowledge you have, you're mm-hmm. able to share with guys every year. Yeah, I tell you what, it's it's been it's been a blessing, and, and I've been uh, really pleased to have the opportunity to work the places I worked, and work with a lot of guys that I've had the pleasure. Some of them guys are still coaching pro ball, and and guys are head coaches that I worked for, some legendary coaches like Johnny Majors. Uh, so I have the pleasure of being around a lot of those uh, outstanding football coaches, assistant as well as head coaches, and gained a lot of knowledge. There's a lot of things that I learned what to do and not to do when I became the head coach at Alabama State in, 19, in 2003. I mean, it's got to be something. Think about that, being a head coach, asked to be a head coach. I mean, that's a lot of work, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It, it, and more than just coaching uh, X's and O's. You know, you have to deal with uh, with the players and their problems, uh, girlfriends, family problems, family situations, school problems, uh, other things off the field. So, you know, you have to educate them not only in football, but we tell guys a lot of times when they come in my office, we do less football talking and more personal talking about, you know, a life after football because you can't play this game forever. Make sure these guys get the education. And uh, if they want to injure away from their livelihood, so if they get hurt, they got to fall back on something. So we want to really, we, we really harp on uh, making sure they get the education here at Missouri Baptist and all the places I've been. Yeah. You know, that's one of the things I always thought about a head coach was that he had to deal with more of the off field stuff than really kind of coaching as you kind of alluded to. Yeah. I was talking to Jason Baranek, who's our head football coach here. And, and, uh, 
we were talking about a situation. He was saying something to me, and I said, well, you wanted to be a head coach, huh? <laughs> so he said, I don't get a chance to coach football. I said, that's that's the thing. when The problem you get when you sit in that seat a lot of times, you don't get a chance to coach much football. You deal with everything else, which goes along with the territory. That's what happens when you sit in that seat. you got to deal with all, all problems of the not only just your football players, but also the staff. You're dealing with uh, the people here on campus, the president, the athletic director, uh, family matters, the whole bit. So, uh, But – it's, it's it's a thing that we both as coaches really relish and, and we enjoy doing. So uh, I want you to uh, kind of allude, or really kind of tell us a little bit about how how the game of football has evolved since you first started coaching. Well, first of all, I think the players nowadays are probably a little bit more athletic. They're stronger. They're they're, they're uh, well developed in terms of I think, and, and a lot of that has to do with the strength and conditioning system that has happened. The coaches that have have gone into uh, working with, with our young men these days in terms of a, a nutritionist program, really working hard with those guys. And a lot of guys who have played the game early have gone into coaching, whereas years and years ago they didn't do that. They got out and did something else in their life. But most of these guys are going back into coaching now, the profession, dealing with the young men and, and women as well, uh, making sure they, they really got their bodies in shape to perform at a high level. And that's what's happened. That, that those things have changed. Uh, over the years and through the years for uh, our young men now who has really worked and dedicate themselves to being the best athlete they can. And with the help of the, the strength and conditioning guy, I think that's really made a difference. Yeah, you know, it seems like, uh, I, I, well, I just won't say football. I'll say all athletics today, whether you're, you know, you're in high school, you're in college or professional, it, it's not just coming to training camp out of shape and getting ready for the season anymore. It's, it's all year round. Yeah, I mean, you know, when I was in high school, it was like two-a-days. You had to get in shape <laughs> being two-a-days. But now, you know, if you come to two-a-days and you're not in shape, chances of you making that football team are playing a, a nil to none. It's a year-round job. Those guys, and that's a lot of the D1 schools keep their athletes on campus. They send them to summer school uh, for six hours. They can pay for them to go to summer school six hours during the, the course of the summer. And, well, they can also – now they feed them. So those guys are there year-round, lifting weights, running, getting in shape, uh, whereas a, some of these small schools don't have that opportunity. We don't have that opportunity here at, at Missouri Baptist to do that, but the guys have to work on their own and, and go to different gyms, and they can come up here and work during the summer if they choose to, but a lot of our guys have to, to work to help, kind of help pay for their education. Right. You know, I, I was able to uh, take a tour of Mizzou mm-hmm. and their football facilities, and it's just kind of amazing at, at these big D1 schools and stuff where – you know, all, all the different positions have their own room. They all eat together. They all have their laundry done. They've got – it's just amazing. Oh, yeah. Well, we, you know, we, we have the opportunity here to – the young men, they, they, uh, we have uh, what we call equipment managers. They wash the guys' clothes and put them in the cubby holes where they come out and get them. So we have the advantage of, uh, of doing that. But like you say, the D1 schools, uh, it's, it's a different story. I know when I was up in Mizzou, when Woody Woodenhofer was there, uh, it was a great place, but now they've added more because they're in the Southeast Conference, so they have to do a lot more to the facilities to upgrade them, and, and that's what they're doing. They're spending a lot of money. Of course, there's a lot of money in, in television and advertising, so that's where a lot of these universities are getting their money from, on these, uh, these five uh, big five conferences. Well, that's what you're going to kind of alluded to. My next question was going to be, how has the money changed when you first started oh. coaching compared to where it is now? Oh. We'll, we'll even talk, oh. Coach. We'll even talk coaches all the way to players on that one. Oh, well, oh, yeah. Well, the money has tremendously changed. I mean, it's you're probably at a D1 school. I'm just guessing right now you probably couldn't find a coach, 
assistant coach on one of those staff making less than $200,000 a year as an assistant. Uh, I was the head coach is making millions of dollars. Uh, back in the day when I was coming up, I mean, if you you were lucky if you made uh, 15000 uh, as assistant coach at, at, a, at, a, at a, a university, and then now uh, the head coaches probably are making three or four hundred thousand, but now they make it in the millions. So, uh, but they got they got you know they got a big job. They got the, the, you know they got the boosters that are there. They got television money uh, and the bowl games. So uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of pressure putting on put on head coaches as well as system coaches to uh, to win. Yeah, absolutely. You know one of the uh, one of the things that that that. Really, for me, coaching at the youth level, you know, we teach a lot of technique. You know, we we teach a lot of uh, of how the game is played and what you need to do in the game. How is it for when you get into, uh, let's just talk about college and stuff like that? You know, a lot of times it depends on the coaches. It depends on their win record. Oh yeah, in terms of keeping their jobs. But you know, you're right when the things that you did with the with the youth, it hasn't changed. We do the same thing here. Uh, at Missouri Baptist, same thing we did in, in pro ball. It's all about techniques and reading your keys. And uh, guys want to be disciplined. Guys want to be making sure that you can keep them playing at a high level. And they want to – but the big thing that guys got to understand now that most of the young men don't do is uh, football intelligence. We call it the FBI. So a lot of these guys don't really understand football, so they have to be taught football. And sometimes if they get a teacher or someone they really rely on for a lot of uh, – the upbringing in terms of teaching in, 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 in the sport, uh, you get them and, and it's hard to break some old habits. So, so you really have to really work with these guys and understand. And But we have the ability here to watch film, and we tell guys, well, you're not just watching film. you got to study film. It's a difference in watching film. you got to study film, making sure your opponent, exactly what he's doing on every play, uh, out of this formation, out of that formation. So they take notes. They have to bring a notepad and pen and pencil to, to practice and in meetings every day, take down notes. We give tests, we give quizzes, we give tips and reminder sheets uh, during the course of the week, and ask questions. The guys got to be ready to answer and know what's going on in this form- formation. What do you what do you anticipate? Balls into the boundary. What are you p- anticipating here? This guy's in this formation. What do you anticipate here? So using two or three plays, and most people are not going to go away from what they really do. If they're basically a running football team, they're going to run the football most of the time. They'll win to dress it out of different formations, give you motion and different looks, but they're going, to, they're going to be who they are. If they're a power running football team, they're going to run the football. So, uh, you know, one of the things you, you brought up a great point about if they're going to run the football, great. If they're going to run, if they're going to pass or a passing team, that's what we're going to do. But, you know, today's football, you know, kind of going back, I mean, talk about different formations, different looks, different uh, motions, and that's not only on offense, that's on defense and everything else. I mean, it's just kind of crazy. Well, it's kind of evolved. I mean, years ago, uh, like I was at the University of Iowa, the base coverage there was covered three, covered two. You may get a little man coverage. Uh, now it's coming back a little bit, but what you get now is, is this cover four look. Uh, what people play a lot, and Nick Saban does a lot of that with Alabama. Of course, a lot of in this profession, we're all copycats. One one person does it, then everybody wants to do it to try to find out what's going on, what's making it so successful. But we have to make sure that our guys understand what we're doing. And I, we talk, tell guys all the time, man, that looks good, but can I, can we teach it to our guys? Are our guys able to do what this other team is doing? And if you can't, just don't do it. Do what your guys can do so they can perform, go out there and run around and, and do what they're coached to do and hit people and, and make plays. Yeah, it may look good on paper, but it may not transfer to the team. Mate, that's correct. Coach, i got to take a quick break. Hang with us some more, and we'll get back to it. 
Sure. Thank you. Fantastic. Folks, we're visiting with Coach Charles Coe. He is the assistant head coach, also defensive coordinator for Missouri Baptist University football. Over 40 years experience coaching. That's right, 48 years. And if you want to join us, you want to uh, ask Coach Coe a question, here's the numbers, 314-436-7900, 1-800-925-1120. Stick around. More of At Your Service to come on KMOX. The carts are on the road and take on Pittsburgh tomorrow night. And you can hear the game here. Emron Pregame Show 510, first pitch 605. On your voice of the St. Louis Cardinals, KMOX and KMOX.com. Welcome back, everybody. 935 right here in the heart of Mid-America. KMOX at your service. Greg Damon sitting in for you tonight and uh, having some fun. Tell you what, man, we just, uh, as I said, I've been looking forward to this interview for for a week now uh, because I'm just, I'm I'm like, I'm like a little schoolgirl. I'm so giddy. That's how I is. Uh, we have Coach Charles Coe on the horn with us, and we're talking about football. Coach Coe is the assistant uh, head coach, also defensive coordinator for Missouri Baptist University. Over 40 years coaching experience at all levels, and what a wealth of knowledge uh, Coach Coe is. Coach Coe, thanks again for joining us here on the program. It's my pleasure. So I uh, really kind of wanted to, to, to kind of allude, uh, you know, we talked about players today, about being, uh, you know, a, a better athlete with all the uh, workouts, with uh, the nutrition and stuff like that. I want to go back a little bit. What about some of the old school? You know, you always see that picture of Len Dawson smoking a cigarette while the game's going on. Well, being honest with you, uh, some of that did go on back in the day. You know, maybe some guys had a beer at halftime, <laughs> but uh, that, that doesn't happen anymore. Uh, but it did happen back then. And, and, that, and back in those days, guys, were well, that's what they did. The guys were tougher. I thought they were, you know, they, we played the game the way it was supposed to be. We felt that's supposed to be played. Um, I mean, you could grab guys and and um, you had to stick them on your hands where you could do things like that. <laughs> that's right. I think what has happened in the past, we, you know, we're able to get away with some of that stuff. But what's happened now is they want the game more exciting, uh, more points on the board. So they've, they've kind of developed uh, – actually, even pro ball now, they brought the uh, college game to the professional league where it's kind of RPO. They run pass options deal – Throwing the football, you can only chuck a receiver up to about five yards, and you got to let him go. So they want to see a lot of points on the board, a lot of excitement. And so uh, they're making the rules kind of leaning towards the offense a little bit more than anything else. And, uh, you know, the quarterback was a straight drop back quarterback, stayed in the pocket pretty much back in the day. Now they're moving the pocket with the quarterback, uh, more athletic of a, co- a quarterback that uh, can get out of the pocket and run, run option with him, do a lot of little, little things that uh, – they didn't do years ago uh, in, in football. So, you know, what do you think of the quarterbacks versus uh, older versus today? I mean, you know, you look at guys like, uh, you know, Fran Tarkington or, or guys like that, you know, one of the first scramblers to get out and, and still trying to throw to where guys today, they've got many, many more looks that they've got to know as far as a quarterback on defense. Uh, well, I, you know, I said, like I said, the things back then that you were playing man coverage, you played maybe cover three, or, uh, you know, you, you play what they call sky coverage where you brought, brought down a safety on one side or another. I uh, didn't have a lot of coverages. Uh, uh, and the fronts were, were probably a little bit more than we are now. But now uh, a quarterback has to really understand and really dissect coverages because, you know, they, they play a lot of different coverages now. You know, like four, six, two, two-man 
seven, uh, which is, you know, quarters in a different way. They got mod, mix, and, and, and different coverages, different protection, different coverages, and how people play techniques in a, a certain coverage, whereas a quarterback didn't have to worry about a lot of that years ago. But Fran Tarkin was one of those guys probably could have played in, in today's game in terms of his athleticism. He was a really good athlete, can run around and scramble a lot. No, absolutely. One of my favorite players when I was growing up, that's for sure. Coach, we got a phone call here. Let's go to the phones, and how about we talk to Guy? Hey, guess what, Guy? You're up next on At Your Service here on KMOX. Am I on live now? You are on. All right. Hey, uh, first of all, Greg, great show as always. You know, a big fan. And then number two, Coach Co. Uh, I have to ask you this question because there's two things that have been going on. Number one is COVID. We all know that over the last 18 months. And also, in case some fans don't know, there's been less schools now in high school in St. Louis area that have been shutting down football because of concussion protocols and things. So my question to you is, how has recruiting shifted or changed just in the, say, the last two to three years because of COVID as well as the fact that there's not as many football programs as there once was? Well, we have to do most of our recruiting guy on the telephone. We don't get out uh, very little right now because of that reason. Um, there's some, you know, we mandated to wear masks, uh, so we, you know, we don't know what schools don't mandate you to come in schools with, with, with masks. So what we've done, uh, Coach B, we spend spend most of our time on the telephone calling guys, calling people we know. You know, it's word of mouth. Uh, uh, they'll send you stuff, emails, or text you that they got a certain kid that they think can play here. And we get telephone numbers from those guys. They, they all don't huddle, so we get the opportunity to watch those young men on film and on tape. So uh, that's how we've been recruiting for the last uh, couple of years here. Uh, it's been tough when we were able to play uh, – Partial season this past winter, actually. Uh, first ball game was in February. I think we ended up playing five ball games. You know, some teams played six, some played seven, some played even three. Uh, so it was tough. And then we go right back into uh, into the season. Right now we have 11 games scheduled. So we're going to see how that, that, that pans out. But there are a lot of things that we weren't able to do because of the uh, pandemic. Is that wow. answer, answer yeah, your question? Exactly. Yeah, no, yeah, you answered my question very well it's just very very challenging because you also didn't have the advantage of going to actual games in the fall to actually see players play no we couldn't go out and see hopefully we get a chance to go out this friday night and watch a couple ball games it's going to be some good ones around the st louis area so hope we get a chance to do that and uh you know we'll just see what happens uh you know we get a lot of a lot of calls from a lot of players a lot of players uh nowadays with this with the, the media and the social media Guys want to, I guess it's Facebook and, uh, you know, they, they put their things on guys, what they were offered by this school, offered by this school. But we tell guys all the time, you know, you, you may be offered, but until you get that letter, it doesn't mean a whole lot. But I guess these guys <laughs> like to put that stuff out there so people can, you know, and it's good. I mean, it's, it's, it's great for the young men, but uh, it's just you got, you got to stay on top of your game and you got to get your grades. That's, that's really critical. Guys, thanks so much. Thanks so much for the phone call. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, folks. You want to join us, 436-7900-1800-925-1120. Those are the phone numbers. If you want to ask Coach Cole a question, uh, please feel free to join us. Coach, uh, I want to talk a little about your athletic career as well, Uh, not only a star football player, but uh, baseball as well. Well, I was blessed. I was very fortunate enough to uh, 
to have the opportunity to play both, uh, very little football, but I, I was drafted by the Detroit Tigers in 1971 in the secondary phase, which was the secondary phase was a, the phase of draft part where you had been drafted before that didn't sign. I was drafted the year before with Detroit, didn't sign, and, and went to K-State and was drafted after my junior year uh, in the first round was the 21st player taken for the Tigers. Uh, played three years in his system. <clears throat> I cut up my all went through a glass door and cut my ulnar nerve up in my arm. So that kind of halted my career. Was able to walk on in 73 or 74, I believe, with the St. Louis Cardinals when Coriel was there for a brief stink with them. Uh, so I was very fortunate enough to play. Uh, didn't play a lot. Didn't play as much as I wanted to because of the injury. But uh, I was blessed, and uh, I don't regret any of the things that, that, that happened to me during that time. Uh, from where, you know, I, I grew up with a lot of you know, a lot of guys that were outstanding athletes. One of the guys that I went to high school with, Joe Moore, who was a Missouri graduate, and was a first-round draft coach to Chicago Bears. Uh, Lorenzo Brinkley, uh, I think he was in Mizzou. He went to, with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Laren Jackson, who played at Soldan, went to Denver Broncos. So, I was blessed to be around a lot of outstanding athletes, so you had to stay on top of your game. So I was very fortunate to do those things. Yeah, you know, that's and that kind of alludes to another question I was going to ask you is about staying on top of your game. As I said, that's a year-round thing anymore. Yeah, and you, you got to put the work in. I mean, you know, and actually one of the guys that really stands out to me when I was at Kansas State is a guy that, that's here. He's a chiropractor, uh, Bill Drage. Dr. Bill Drage, uh, he and I went to, went to K-State together. And Bill was one of those guys that just worked, worked, and worked. And so it was contagious. A lot of guys that were at K-State, uh, you know, used to talk. You know, a lot of times high achievers don't want to be around a lot of guys that really don't want to work and vice versa. Bill was one of those guys that worked his tail off. Uh, and he played with the Chicago Cubs in their system for a while. And, and when you get around guys that want to work, it has the same goals that you have in terms of putting in the work, putting in the time. Uh, and not taking time off, uh, those are the kind of guys you want to be around. And I was very fortunate enough in my career to have those type of guys to uh, to kind of pattern myself after to work with. So, I mean, they, those guys working, if you want to uh, stay on top of your game and, and be part of something good and uh, bring out the best in you as well as your your, your, your teammate, you better work at it. And Bill Drager was one of those kind of guys that, that did that. So kudos to him. And, and uh, you know, he and I talk occasionally. I hadn't seen him in a while, but – He's a chiropractor here in the St. Louis area. Well, I want to talk a little about uh, going back to St. Louis football Cardinals, uh, something near and dear to a lot of folks' uh, heart here in St. Louis. Uh, how was it with Air Coriel, man? He brought a whole new style of football uh, to the Midwest, to the Cardinals with that West Coast offense. He did. You know, and, and you know, the thing that the coach used to, used to say was, you know, guys would come in and say, Coach, we can't run that versus that coverage. So you just can't do that. He said, well, i tell you what we'll do. We'll run it anyway and let them take it away from us on the football field. So he never – you couldn't beat him on the chalkboard. You wasn't going to take it away from him on the chalkboard. So you had to prove to him on the football field that you couldn't run those, those plays or, or pass patterns that, uh, that, he, that, he, that he wanted to run. And, and, and obviously it proved uh, uh, not, to be, you know, not to be true because he had guys like Roy Green and Mel Gray and those guys that can run and do things uh, – Johnny Rollins and all those guys that that uh, you know really were great, great, great football players that uh, he was able to do, and we had a great offensive line coach, uh, and Coach Hanavan. We used to call him Coach Chimney because he used to smoke all the time. <laughs> That's funny. Hey, Coach Go, I got to take another break. Hang with me some more. Sure. All right, fantastic, folks. We're talking with Coach Charles Coe, 
40 years, over 40 years experience in coaching football and coached at all different levels. He's the assistant head coach and also defensive coordinator over at Missouri Baptist. And just, man, what a wealth of experience and stories and stuff like that. And we're going to get back into it in just a few seconds. But i got to take a quick break. You're listening to At Your Service on KMOX. Work or play, KMOX is right there with you. We go where you go. Welcome back, everyone. 951 in the heart of Mid-America. You're listening to KMOX At Your Service. That's right. My name's Greg Damon. And tell you what, folks, uh, just a fantastic interview that uh, we've got going right now with Coach Charles Coe, over 40 years' experience coaching football and just at every level as well. So it doesn't matter, NFL, D1, NAIA, high school, he's done it all, and I appreciate uh, Coach Coe hanging with us here on the KMOX this evening. Again, Coach, thanks so much for joining us. You're most welcome. So, uh, you know, really, I, we kind of talked about uh, your earlier career. I really want to talk about uh, some of the characters that you have got to know over your uh, coaching career. Well, there's been a few characters, uh, so to speak. Uh, <laughs> I can't say everything that, 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 that made him a character, but uh, some of the guys that I had a actual privilege of working with that I think were, were well, obviously, you know, Al Davis was a different guy. Uh, with the Raiders, I mean, he was you know, when I was there. His health was getting bad, but he, uh, from a cerebral, he was very smart and was really, really uh, intelligent guy. Uh, worked with Woody Woodenhofer for a number of years uh, at Missouri. Uh, had the pleasure of working with Howard Schnellenberger. Now he, he, you know, he was a, you know, who Howard was obviously, and and people don't know a lot about Steve Mariucci. I mean, he was a great coach, but Mooch was a he was a character. Now he could. He could he could he could talk say some things that I I won't be able to tell you on the, on the <laughs> telephone. But yeah, Mooch was Mooch was the character. He and I worked together at the University of Louisville, so what he really enjoyed uh, my my association with him. Um, Bill Snyder was a more of a serious kind of guy. Uh, there were some guys on the staff at at, at uh, Tennessee that were John Chavis was a character. Larry Lacewell was was a character. Uh, uh, Philip Fulmer was, was kind of mild mannered. David Cutcliffe, who's now, I guess, still the head coach at Duke, was a guy that was on that staff that uh, I had a lot of respect for. Uh, Rex Norris, now he, he, now he was a piece of work. That guy was a character, <laughs> to say the least. And I think Rex, is, I don't think Rex, I think Rex retired now, but he was a, he was a guy uh, that, uh, that would keep you, keep you in stitches. I mean, all, all the time. He was really, really a funny guy. Uh, Steve Bird. Uh, who played with the Cardinals and was drafted from, I want to say, Eastern Kentucky in the third round. Uh, he and I became real close and worked together for a number of years. And then Tim Lewis, who played at the University of Pittsburgh, he and I worked at Pitt. Tim, I also was this past year, I think he was a defensive backfield coach for the for the Battlehawks with Jonathan Hayes. And, oh, yeah, and Tim, absolutely. Yeah, Tim and, I, Tim and I go back a long way. So. And Matt Cavanaugh, who played a number of years in the Professionally, I think Matt probably played 15 years. Probably didn't start more than 15 games. His career was really, he was a comedian. I mean, he was a he was a funny guy. There hey. have been a lot of guys that I had the pleasure of working with that was, was was really entertaining to say the least. Hey, coach, I got uh, just got about a minute here for folks who want more information about uh, Missouri mm-hmm. Baptist football and your game coming up. Go ahead and give us uh, give us the skinny there. Well, you know, we play this Saturday against uh, Lions College at six o'clock. Uh, this coming Saturday, we'd like to get all the people come out and 
I think the games are really not that that expensive. I think I think most what ten fifteen dollars at the max. I think to get in these ball games, if that's much. Uh, so we're looking forward to having a lot of people. We've got a home field here. We're right right behind CBC, uh, the university is, and we're between Mason Road and uh, Highway 270. It'll be 6 o'clock this evening against Lions College. Look forward to having everybody out cheering the Spartan Zone, hopefully for a victory. That's, that sounds great. Coach Co. thanks so much for joining us on the program. We're going to talk real soon. Thank you. Appreciate you having me. Bye-bye. Thanks so much. That's Coach Charles Coe, 48 years uh, coaching experience. Wow, man, that's uh, that's amazing. And just uh, all the wealth of knowledge that uh, that he has and able to bestow on uh, on those young players over at uh, MOBAP. Unbelievable. Hey, guess what, folks? You don't have to go anywhere. we got a whole other hour coming up. That's right, coming up next hour, we're going to talk about the health of youth sports. Got some great guests going to be on the phone. We'll see you then.